Merriam-Webster gives an example. He played his trump card during the negotiations. That might almost have been made just to suit Donald Trump. Welcome to the Common Errors in English Usage podcast. I'm here with Paul Bryans, author of the Common Errors in English Usage website and book. I'm the editor of that book and host of this weekly podcast, Tom Sumner. Hello, Paul. Hi, Tom. Last time we talked about some of the nominees for president and vice president, but we did not get around to Donald Trump, the nominee for the Republican Party. And I was introducing these uh, all of the cast of characters by giving a rundown of their political resume. And I went to draw up a political resume for Donald Trump. And guess what? There's not much of a political resume. I could tell you a little bit about Donald Trump's past that we know. He was a graduate of Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Um he took over his father's business, his father, Fred Trump, real estate and construction business. He took it over in 73 and renamed it the Trump Organization and is famous for building huge buildings, skyscrapers, hotels, casinos, golf courses, all with the Trump name. He was a reality TV show star and The Apprentice which I never saw, but it aired from 2003 to 2015. Uh, politically, he has been a Republican and a Democrat and a member of the Reform Party. And a donor to all sides. And a donor to all, all of the above. And his biggest political splash, I suppose, before running for president was uh, his assertion that Barack Obama was born in Kenya and not eligible to act as U.S. president, uh, finally got such traction that Barack Obama finally had to produce his long-form birth certificate to get these people off of his back. Uh, that was his biggest political splash that I could remember. Until recently. <laughs> yes, until recently. Until recently, of course, now he's the nominee for president coming from the Republican Party. What about Trump, that name? Right. So I thought it'd be fun to rummage around a little bit and see what kinds of meanings have been associated with the name Trump or the word Trump. You know, I, when I didn't know much about Trump years ago, and I read about him occasionally as uh, building the Trump Tower and, and other buildings, um, it just struck me as some sort of a clash, an almost non-poetic conjunction of something very tall and powerful and mighty and, and Trump. It just didn't sound upper class or powerful or anything to me. And I wondered, well, um, why is that? Why would I feel that Trump doesn't seem to be an appropriate name to be splashed in gold letters across the top of a skyscraper? So I, rummaging around, I was able to find a lot of reasons that I might have had that prejudice. Traditionally, best known meaning of the word Trump has to do with uh, playing cards. And uh, when you're playing a card game, 
Trump is a card which is elevated above its normal rank in trick-taking games. I don't play cards, so I couldn't explain the background of this. Um, but typically, an entire suit is nominated as a Trump suit. And then these cards outrank all other cards, uh, which are of plain non-Trump suits. And in bridge, there are a lot of different ways to play bridge, and there are ways in which you can say you're not going to use Trump suits, and so the phrase no Trumps is used in those cases. That's where I have seen it, is somebody explaining what kind of a game they're going to play and then followed by the phrase no Trumps. Mm-hmm. So figuratively, it is something that gives someone an advantage. So Merriam-Webster gives an example. He played his trump card during the negotiations. Mm -hmm. That might also almost have been made just to suit Donald Trump. But there's also the expression trumped up, to trump up something. And um, the word to trump up is from the French trompe, T-R-O-M-P-E-R, which means to deceive and its earliest meaning is to allege or to claim something. Later, it evolves in English into to fabricate in an unscrupulous manner. Um, and it survives today often in uh, political and crime discussions when trumped up charges are referred to, like the demonstrators were arrested on trumped up charges. as They're just made up unjustified charges. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Hillary has switched this around by coming up with a campaign slogan, love Trump's hate. Mm. So prevails over. Yes, right. In that case, not fool. So the other meaning for Trump. But there's a third meaning for Trump, which is just short for trumpet um, in the phrase last Trump. And there's this is associated with the last judgment at the end of the world. And in First Thessalonians chapter 4, or as uh, Trump would say, 1 Thessalonians, Paul writes, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. If that sounds familiar, probably because Handel said it to music very stirringly in The Messiah. Mm. Now, there is a footnote here in that some modern people have decided that uh, these have to do not with the final last judgment, but with the rapture. Um, And that's a whole splinter of Christianity that uh, I don't want to get into. But most Christians have identified this Trump that uh, Paul writes about as being identical with the seventh trumpet in the book of Revelations. And here's the passage uh, summarized by Wikipedia because quite long and complex. But anyway, here's what happens when the last trumpet sounds. Loud voices in heaven proclaim Christ as ruler forever and ever under the kingdom of the Lord. 
Thanks is given to God the Almighty and praise for the wrath that came, the dead who were judged, and the bondservants rewarded. The temple of God in heavens then opened, and the Ark of the Covenant appears in his temple. Then lightning and peals of thunder occur, followed by an earthquake and a great hailstorm. Around 1903, um, to Trump, came to mean to fart, the act of breaking wind audibly. Mm. Mm -hmm. Pretty obvious how you get that from a trumpet blast. Um, One of the quotations in the Oxford English Dictionary for the use of Trump from 1611 comes from uh, Chapman's famous translation of Homer's Iliad. A breast of brass, a voice infract and Trump-like. So then I started thinking, well, how about the, just the sound of the word? It's not Trump. Oomph. It doesn't sound elegant somehow or elevated. No. It's hard to pinpoint, though, these sorts of things. But, yeah. Well, just take the last part of the name, ump, U-M-P, short for umpire, right? Mm-hmm. Kill the ump. Kill the ump. That's the most famous. So everybody gets mad at the ump. Uh, very few people ever say, oh, what a wonderful empire. That was a great <laughs> Great ruling there. Um, and, of course, it, it sounds sort of like dump and dumpy, bump and bumpy, um, usually not positive words, although recently the celebrity magazines have come to celebrating baby bumps. Sump. I've got a sump pump under my house. Uh, going into a slump. Um, and the rump both the physical rump, and then there's a, a political meaning, though, for rump. The rump parliament is a nickname for the long parliament after Pride's purge of December 1648, in which the members of parliament who sought a negotiated settlement with King Charles I were forcibly expelled by the new model army. The rump regarded itself as the lawful parliament of the Commonwealth of England, I guess because they were left behind when the rest left or something, considered themselves the saving remnant. But the derisive name was first used widely in 1660 and became an enduring nickname after the Restoration. This comes from BCW, a site dealing with the British Civil War which is a very interesting episode in British history a lot of Americans don't think about. I think, you know, when we look at the emergence of the modern world, the American and French revolutions get all the attention in in this country. But um, the British got their revolution out of the way early. It wasn't a democratic revolution, but it set the standard for overthrowing a king. Mm -hmm. Uh, What other words rhyme with Trump? Well, grump, grumpy. Mm. You know, sort of lullable in Seven and Dwarfs, but uh, still not your, not somebody you wanted to go have a beer with. A frump, a chump, a foolish person, a lump, a hump. Uh, it's a noun, but it's also a verb. You get over a hump, but there's, there's a sexual meaning to hump. Um, there's another political meaning, a mugwump. Uh, this was uh, a term given to uh, political people in the United States at a certain period uh, who had their mug on one side of the fence and their rump on the other side and we weren't making a choice. Um, you can thump someone. Um, oh, yeah. The other needing, besides a rump parliament, there's also a rump session. That's when there's not much left of a legislative session and it's sort of ineffective, just uh, 
lame duck sort of thing. And, of course, a loose woman, particularly a prostitute in older times, was called a strumpet. Hmm. Okay. So, so far, this is pretty unpleasant. We're not finding a lot that's really nice about this name. Now, here's just try to find a few that are a little less. Um, so, to trumpet as a verb, you can trumpet something, but it's usually somebody's criticizing trumpeting. And it means to extol loudly. So trumpeting your accomplishments would be obnoxiously talking about. So, but the noun trumpet, people often like trumpets. And there's, I always think of Miles Davis when I think of trumpet. That's certainly pleasant. Sure. Especially from his cool period. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that Donald Trump has ever had a cool period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shakespeare in Pericles of Athens has the line, he must not live to trumpet forth my infamy. Um, There's a rare meaning of trumpet to summon or denounce formally, to drive away by the sound of a trumpet. Then from 1680, um, an author called Southwell writes, the Duchess of Soissons is trumpeted, which is the matter of citation used in like cases, and if she appear not at the third trumpeting, her crimes and sentences will be pronounced. So it was a sort of indictment to trumpet someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, doing some kind of legal procedure by using a trumpet as the signal. And in uh, Burke, in 1795, they drummed and trumpeted the wretches out of their hall. This is from the history of France. All right, how about jump? You know, jump rope, that's nice. There are a lot of different expressions having to do with jump. Uh, Let's do some positive ones first. Uh, Jump for joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nice song on that. Um, Jumping out of bed on Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. Jump right in. Join the discussion. You know. Johnny Jump Ups are pretty little pansies. We've got some in our lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, African-American slaves who were not legally allowed to get married in the 19th century uh, developed a tradition of wedding two people together by jumping a broom. So to jump the broom and to get married. Mm. I've seen some uh, modern African-Americans incorporate that into wedding ceremonies as a sort of historical remembrance of the slave ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the Renaissance, jump was used in English, meaning to be at one with. Great minds jump together. Hmm. And uh, you find it that way in Shakespeare, too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm not sure whether this was positive or not, but Ray Bradbury, uh, urging people to be individuals, says, and, and take chances, jump and let's build our wings on the way down. Yes. Right. Um it sort of reminds us of Icarus, who didn't land well, but then there's a guy the other day that jumped out of an airplane without a parachute and landed in a net. Well, Icarus's problem was he had wings on the way up. Yes. Yeah. Right. So he lacked the skills to build them on the way down because, you see, he had them already. They just happened to melt off once he got there. Yeah. So, so much for positive jumpings but there's a lot of negative ones too and british slang to be jumped up is to be oh somebody being um ambitious in an obnoxious way it's one of those snobbish very typical class-ridden 
uh, expressions that this is a jumped up little businessman who's trying to become a, a distinguished sort of how we might use the word go getter occasionally that's used negatively as uh, a real he's just too ambitious yeah right right and where Americans would say uh, cut in line in Britain you jump the queue and that's a very bad thing to do uh, to be jumpy is to be nervous. Uh, to jump the gun is to start before you're supposed to. Jump the shark is one from modern times. Uh, I won't go into the whole thing, I don't think, but it does refer to an episode in which character actually ski jumped over a shark, and it was thought to be just a ridiculous, stupid episode. Um, and so any TV show which starts to deteriorate and go off the rails is said to have jumped the shark. Oh, that was from Happy Days, by the way. It was Fonzie was jumping the shark, yeah. Yes, Happy Days, right. And there's tons of that on that on the web, if you want to look for it. Uh, jump can also mean to assault, to jump on a victim. Yeah, I was jumped as I went, walked down the alley. If you're uh, a person who just follows the latest trends, you could jump on a bandwagon. Um, and uh, that's joining the parade, the circus parade, by the way, jump on the bandwagon. And then when you change it abruptly from one subject to another, you're jumping around in your discussion, or you can jump around in your writing as well. And uh, most people who jump start a car are doing it so they can steal it. Well, is that true? Because I've jump-started a car. Now, is jump-starting a car uh, hot wiring, or is it using the cables to connect the two batteries? And Well, yeah, it could be either one. Well, I'd say most of the context you run into where it's talked about, it's an illegal move. Although it can be done. It's getting harder to be done in modern cars. Well, uh, my car won't do it because right. I drive a Prius. Me too. <laughs> you cannot connect up the battery and jump-start it. No. Oh, and I've seen some other cars that are, are now manufactured to um, disable that kind of thing. Let's go on to clump. Uh, clump seems a fairly neutral word, uh, but it has a lot of kind of lumpy associations, uh, synonyms like lump and mass, uh, which, you know, the doctor says uh, they suspect there's a mass on your lung. It just you know, doesn't make you happy. Uh, a wad. A glob, a gob, a clod, a clump of earth, to clump together. Uh, one of the ones that gets talked about most today, besides blood clots, which can cause a stroke, is uh, beta amyloid clumping, so that uh, amyloid plaque is formed, causing Alzheimer's. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one good word uh, that sort of Trumpy associated and that would be gumption if you've got gumption that's generally a compliment that you've got uh, guts and energy and daring mm-hmm. um, if you want to go a little further afield you can use presumption now you can make false presumptions but you can also make a presumption of innocence which you should do if you're trying somebody in a court of law in the united states However, presumption can also mean impudence, especially, again, in upper-class, older British language, where somebody who has pretensions to rising above their station would be said to be a presumptuous person. Um, the word pump, well, that has some perfectly neutral meanings. We have our own well pump 
in our house. Um, it's associated a lot with breast milk these days. But you can also pump somebody for more information, which doesn't necessarily mean uh, torture, but certainly put some pressure on somebody to try to get information out of them. Well, here's one that's pretty pleasant. Crumpet. Mm-hmm. Sure. We all like crumpets. Yeah. Have a nice crumpets, even though they have crumbs. Yeah. Hardly anybody eats them here, but they're <laughs> they're nice. Yeah. And then there's uh, Mark Twain's story that made him famous, the celebrated jumping frog of Calaveras County as a jump use. But uh, the point of that story is that it was about cheating. Uh, the frog wouldn't jump because it had been stuffed with lead shot by one of its competitors' owners. Mm-hmm. Now, so also the word trumpery. Now, trumpery is pretty well defunct now, but it's it's a word that we talked a while back about words that could be brought back that had become obsolete. Sure. You know, I think it may be time to bring back the word trumpery. Mm-hmm. It derives from French trompe. As I said at the beginning, to deceive, to cheat. So originally in English, trumpery meant deceit or fraud. Uh, also something of less value than it seems or is claimed to be. Here's some interesting examples from the Oxford English Dictionary, 1531. A tub, a hogshead with other trumpery. So these are usually sort of seen as being sort of trivial things. Shakespeare's Winter's Tale. I have sold all my trumpery, not a counterfeit stone, not a ribbon, glass, pomander, brooch, to keep my pack from fasting. Uh, Here's one from 1789. A heap of trumpery fit to furnish out the shop of a Westminster pawnbroker. And finally, from 1807, an abundance of trumpery and rubbish with which the house is encumbered. Every room and closet and corner is crammed with three-legged chairs, clocks without hands, swords without scabbards, etc. Now, later, from being kind of junk, it comes to mean nonsense. And then, eventually, showy but insubstantial apparel, worthless finery. And then, finally, into the 19th century, of little or no value, trifling, paltry, insignificant, worthless, rubbishy, trash. Here's an example from Matthew Arnold, 1865, the accents of a trumpery rhetorician. Mm. Now, the history of the Trump family name is interesting. In the 17th century, during the Thirty Years' War, the family's name was changed from German Drumpf, D-R-U-M-P-F, to Trump. And uh, people have been unable to find a real origin for D-R-U-M-P-F as a family name. There's been a lot of speculation about various things, uh, one suggesting that it may have to do with a German word for drum, but it's really not known what it was. Uh, when uh, John Oliver, who's last week tonight is one of my very favorite shows in the world, um, worth subscribing to HBO just for his show, um, he discovered this and uh, developed a campaign, Make Donald Drumpf Again, and sold hats by that name. You can still buy them, by the way. They look like the Trump hats, except they're blue, and they say, Make Donald Drumpf Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, take off on Make America Great Again, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, making Donald Drumpf Again, I guess, uh, would that Drumpf doesn't sound any better than Trump when you put it all together. Out here on the West Coast, we don't see a lot of Trump buildings. I don't know if we see any Trump buildings, do we? I don't know. 
I haven't noticed anybody. A lot other parts of the world, he certainly has a lot. Yeah, surely yes. And if you if you're up and down the East Coast, or uh, I was recently in Chicago, and a little bit chagrined to see that uh, next to the beautiful, very beautiful uh, Wrigley Building, just across from the Tribune Building. Right there on the river was a huge Trump Tower. Yes, absolutely. He's really given the new life to the word huge. With about uh, two stories worth of letters at the base of it, T-R-U-M-P, right there on the river. So it's a little jarring to see that name uh, used in that way, uh, especially when you when you could just strike out the letter T and end up with the word rump. I agree with you. It's not necessarily the most flattering name or the most flattering sounding name. Not elegant, anyway. But he sure is popular with some people, uh, so we've got him as a presidential nominee. Okay. Well, I think that takes care of that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Paul. You're very welcome. That'll do it for the Common Errors in English Usage podcast. Send your comments, questions, and feedback to commonerrorspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.